going on everybody welcome back to gms for hire my name is will paulson along with the three other boys as usual rj matt and jamil are all here today and we're here to talk to you about the mob season we finally have baseball back it is gonna happen there's no more doubts anymore rob manfred and that stupid piece of metal kind of guy him and the owners and the players have all come together and they have finally agreed on something we're gonna have baseball it's a blessing and i'm, I'm here for it we're here to talk about it. But before I do, I want to thank Austin Hirsch for making our intro music. Um, as we've said in the last couple of videos, really appreciate it. He's a good buddy of mine. Uh, anything you want to check out of his, his links are in the description below. Feel free to go subscribe to him. And if you're watching and not subscribe yourself, what are you doing? Go ahead and go hit that red subscribe button. Go hit that little show logo in the bottom right corner of the video. And go ahead and click subscribe, get a part of the nation. But until then, we're here to talk about baseball. We finally have it back. Uh, according to everything, we finally agreed to a 60-game season. Uh, no divisional realignment, nothing like that. Everything's staying the same, whether it comes to the same amount of teams in the playoffs, the same teams in the same divisions, everything such as that. We're just having a shorter season. As we are recording this, it is bright and early on 629, uh, literally just turned to uh, June 29th. So it is now two days until players report on the 1st of July, and then we will start to have players back at facilities. A um, couple of things going on. They're gonna be having COVID testing every other day. A um, uh, couple other things. They are starting with an expanded roster. They're gonna start at 30 players at the beginning of the season. And as the season progresses, they're gonna slowly knock down their roster sizes um, as all the way till they get 26. They're also going to have three players they can take with them, and one of them has to be a catcher of those three that they can implement in in case somebody gets COVID-19. Um, oh, what's the salary situation? What, what's our pro rate? Did, did, we, did we get that? Is that, I, has that I believe it's fully prorated. Is it full prorated? I think, I, I think you're right. It is full prorated. So 100% prorated season, which is something that MLBPA was grabbing for. I mean, they wanted that so desperately. They, I can't believe they actually got it. I really thought they were going to have to sell, settle for 85, but um, they did finally get it. So full pro rate season. Um, and then, uh, as as I mentioned, everything else is staying the same other than uh, the universal DH. We had that video and uh, my side has gone into the shitter. We finally have a universal DH. So uh, shout out to Miles Michaelis, potentially being the last MLB pitcher to hit a hit. Uh, respect double against the Braves suck at RJ um, huh. but until then I, there you go um, but until then uh, we're gonna see what happens here um, at the start of the season and so the floor is open everybody I mean we the MLBPA and the owners have been fighting forever we finally got it uh, just anybody feel free to talk about how good it is just to have baseball back and what you think of like the upcoming rule um, any of the rule changes that may stick out to you? Uh, anything in particular about this agreement that really stands out? Not everybody at once. <laughs> yeah, the big thing that stood out to me was the schedule. Uh, the way they broke it down with the, what, 40 division games, and then the other 20 are divided up with your corresponding division and the other uh, league. Uh, so what really stood out to me is the East teams. Man, the gauntlet that they're going to have to play. 
Um, and when you look at the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Rays, the Blue Jays, the Orioles should be some easy dubs. But those four teams in the AL East, and then you look at the NL East, and you've got the Nationals, the Phillies, the Mets, and the Braves that I think would all be pretty decent. Man, it's going to be tough to, you know, get through there with a decent record. We're going to have teams – I think the Minnesota Twins, they're going to end up with the best record in the American League just because of who they're going to play. They've got three cupcake teams in their division, and we don't really know about the Indians. And then on the other side, the Pirates, who knows? The Red, we got a bunch of we-don't-know teams. So I don't think there's necessarily a dominant team. It damn sure ain't St. Louis. Uh, they have a dominant team in the NL Central. So I think a team like the Minnesota Twins, oh, my God, this definitely benefits them because they could end up being the number one seed in the American League be interesting to see i mean uh it almost whenever you put it into that situation whenever the schedule is built like the way it is it almost reflects a lot what we talked about in our first video whenever we talked about the potential realignment because the divisions were basically crashing together it was like the nl west and the al west were all together the al central and the nl central were all together and the west and were all together except for the braves and the pirates were switching um, so it's, it's almost similar just to see that those teams are only playing those teams, um, which could have a lot of effect. As you said, the Minnesota twins, you know, a, a great team in the American league central, a very dominant team in that division. Cause the, the Indians could be a little bit of a question mark and the rest of that team, that rest of that division is just like, it, it, forget about it. it. It's just not even worth mentioning almost sometimes. Um, the white Sox have made some great key additions, but the Royals and the Tigers are still far behind um, and we can't say that the White Sox are all that yet because we haven't seen them play. So um, it'll be interesting to see how Minnesota comes out. Uh, Matt or Jamil, any, any opinions on what's been going on with the MLB and everything such as that? <coughs> well, I guess. Uh, <laughs> yeah, anybody? Damn. <laughs> I was going to take it if he wanted it. But uh, after looking at the schedule and everything, I, I think the most important thing to – prepare yourself for it is, is one of those dark horse teams. Um, you know, we're playing a lot of in-division stuff, and then the interleague, as RJ mentioned, is just, you know, still on the same time zone, East, East, Central, Central, and so forth. So, you know, expect a lot of dark horse teams, or not a lot, but expect a few to maybe sneak into the playoffs. I was thinking a team like the White Sox. Uh, you mentioned the key additions they made. Uh, they, they look – very much improved we'll have to see how that pays off on the ball on the ball field of course but you know it looks good for them it looks good for other bubble teams teams like the brewers you know they're in a very tough division this year uh four team division uh just like the east both easts as rj mentioned as well um yeah so that that's the most interesting thing in my opinion are those dark horse teams jamil any anything to add to that uh, yeah, I definitely agree. I think we're probably going to see one of the more average to below average teams probably find their way into the playoffs because all you have to do is really get hot for a good two to three week stretch and then you're right in the thick of things in the end. But um, something that I've liked about this format um, is, you know, they're expanding the rosters. So teams are coming out with these 60 man rosters and um, we're seeing some teams put some high, high ranked prospects um, in the mix to possibly make their debuts this season. You know, it sucks that the fans can't go and be able to see it. But if the Rays, for example, call it Wander Franco, you know, that's something really exciting to see, you know, when you have all these top prospect guys, um, when they're, they're going to be able to contribute to their team um, in a possible playoff hunt, you know, since it's only 60 games, playoff hunts are going to start 
um, 30 games in, you're already looking, you're already looking to see who's going to make it or break it. So I think it's interesting to see if um, some of these big time guys can um, come up this season and make an impact. I don't know if these 60 man rosters have actually been announced for teams or if it was just kind of like mocks that oh, I've yeah, seen. Oh, yeah, dropping their rosters today. Yeah, because yeah. I, did, I did see that yeah. Shane McClanahan, USF, yeah, he made, he made the Rays. 60 man for the Rays. And so, I mean, us, the four of us being USF students, I mean, that's crazy to see. Um, or at least three of us being alum now. Ha, <laughs> hey, finally graduated. Or no, two of us. Sorry, RJ. Sorry, buddy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. H, just like the Braves and the Cardinals, man. Hey, shout, out behind, buddy. shout out EFP. Shout out EFP. What do you got to say about EFP, man? Ryan Watson's a big, a big fan of the show. Yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, I'll, yeah. <laughs> I'll try to get a C in your class this time and not a C minus. <laughs> Respect. But um, <laughs> I could say the same to Travis. But <laughs> regardless, it, it is what it is. But um, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I think you're I think you're going to see at least one of these kind of like not necessarily bad, but like one of the teams you wouldn't necessarily expect to see in the playoffs because, you know, not everybody gets off to the hottest start. Some people have what's considered an MVP season just based off of how they play in the summer months. Um, the first person I can think of is somebody like Matt Carpenter a couple seasons ago, whenever he went absolutely off in the month of July and August, and then he had a piss poor September and absolutely ruined his MVP season because Christian Yelich came out and completely balled out. So um, it is what it is. Some players don't always get the hot hand right away. Um, and if you have a couple guys in your lineup or maybe a, an arm or two in your rotation, who's not going to get it right away, you're going to fall behind the pack and it's going to be quick to fall behind the pack. Um, oh, the big, the big thing to look at is last year's uh, world series champion. The Washington nationals were 19 and 31 after 50 games. Um, so if you're 19 and 31, you're not making the playoffs. Uh, even, even with 10 games left, you're not going to make it. The best you can do is, what two games under two uh, or something. quick math i haven't taken a math class for four years so please you know ignore me all the math's right here on the calculator so but nonetheless i mean at 19 and 31 10 games left you're gonna yeah two games under you're gonna be 29 and 31 that's that's you're not gonna be good enough two games under is not gonna cut it. and so uh every, every single win counts here uh in this close situation um, whenever we're talking about these kind of subpar teams that you may kind of question or something like that, I'll start with you, RJ. What team stands out a lot? Because Matt already said the White Sox. Matt said that a team such as the White Sox who made good additions throughout the offseason could really stand out to him and may come off as a team who could sneak into the playoffs just from the key additions and getting off to a hot start. Is there any one team that may stick out to you particularly, RJ? Yeah, uh, and it's obvious to me, the Colorado Rockies. Um, Nolan Arenado, you cannot name five baseball players that are better than him. Uh, that dude is liable to get hot at any point. How about a couple years ago when Trevor Story started the year on fire? If either one of those happen, I mean, now the Colorado Rockies are right there. Um, that, <laughs> To me, the Rockies, yeah, because you, you've got a player like Nolan Arenado that's capable of hitting, you know, 400 for like a week, and now all of a sudden you win six straight, and, well, hell, the Dodgers stumbled, and now you've done moving in front of them. Uh, that's what's going to get really weird about this. You know, this season, anybody gets hot at any specific time, 
it's like, well, damn. I mean, look, look, look a couple of years ago, the Indians, didn't they have like a 22 like winning streak? Yeah. A couple of years ago? Yeah. I mean, we're not going to see something like that this year, but I mean, now we know have a team that has 15 or 12, a 12 or 15 game winning streak. That's got to be That's a huge. lot. Playoffs all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah damn near. So, yeah, I would say whatever team has a player that's going to get hot, to me, the Rockies, Nolan Arenado, Trevor Story, and they don't have to deal with the winter because it seems like every year when they start the season in, what, March or April, it's still snowing in Colorado. There's still cold weather. They're still having to deal with the elements. Now we're going to jump in late July. They're good to go. So I, I think the Rockies might be a sneaky team that people might want to pay attention to. Here's the interesting thing. You're already in Colorado. Whenever you're in warm weather, the ball flies even more. And so, you know, you already have enough aid right up there with the thin air, but uh, now you're going to have summer weather as well. I mean, that ball is going to be – you're going to see some moonshots out there in Colorado. Uh, What were you saying, Matt? Oh, I was just going to say snowing or not, they still can't pitch. So That'll be the interesting part. Yeah, so that that'll be that'll be the interesting. But if that I, offense can get, I I completely agree with the statements on Arenado and Story. I think they're both fantastic players, and I think with pitching they could definitely be one of those teams. But right now they still don't have that. They haven't had that in years. Um, they had Ubaldo Jimenez. They had his good years like five years ago, and that's about to it. To be fair, Ubaldo's been kind of almost considered one of the, like, all-time aces of the Colorado Rockies. Like, they've almost – Yeah, and that's, that's <laughs> part of it. For a guy who pitches, like, a number four in the Orioles organization was considered, like, your ace, it's not okay. Yeah, I mean, he um, this might be the season where it really doesn't matter if they can't pitch because every team's coming in starting July 1st. You know, everybody's starting late. So, all every pitcher is starting off on the same foot. You know, you're – you're used to pitching through – used to be pitching from April on to now. So we're really going to see who's really been getting that work in while there hasn't been any games going on. And when you get to play half your games in Colorado, when everybody's going to have to come visit you, um, we may be able to see that offense really triumph over pitching this on this around play 60 games. See, we've never had too short of a season like this, so we're not really going to know what factors are going to be the most mm-hmm. prominent. Um, you know, we, it, it, we've seen shortened seasons in the MLB before due to strikes and stuff like that, but we've never seen 60 games. 60 games is such a short sample size compared to most seasons that are at 162. You're not even – you're getting right around a third of your games. And that's not – or actually, you're getting less than a third of your games if I – no, I'm not getting that. Anyway, let's move on. I didn't say that. Um, who cares? You know, we're having fun here. Just baseball talk. It's past midnight. I'm tired. Um, but before I go on to you, Jamil, asking what team, um, shocks you, uh, the, could you imagine like, you know, you, RJ, you talked about a team potentially going on a 22 some game win streak, such as the Indians. Could you imagine if some team just like golden state warriors, the hell out of the MLB and loses like seven games, like it would be absolutely nuts. Just It'll to probably see. be the Dodgers. It would, it'd be some stupid team like the Dodgers. It would, but I mean, like. Who knows? You know, it doesn't matter. Maybe Walker Bueller, like, I don't know, poops himself throwing his first fastball of the year. Clayton Kershaw's postseason Kershaw because it's already the playoff hunt as soon as you start. So, you know, maybe this the Dodgers just implode. I mean, hopefully we can all pray for that. But or there's, um, there's no fans out anymore. So maybe the Astros just say, forget it. Let's just cheat again. No one, no one's here to catch us. Let's oh, just they'll hear it that time. I mean, no, they'll, they'll figure something new out. Like, no one's here. <laughs> like, we got a new scheme. 
There you go. There'll be a random dude sitting in the Crawford boxes in left field, just like doing sign language. Cards. <laughs> <laughs> like how in football they have the card plays. Be, They're going to have a guy card. in the train out in left field. Yeah, and he's, he's going to be driving the train. He's going to be like sitting there, like throwing up numbers in the back. It's just like. It's horrible. <laughs> For some reason, the train's just going the whole time. Just like in between everything. Yeah, that's not only move and hit home runs. Yeah. Who yeah, hit a home run today? That's oh, broken. Sensor's broken. I don't know what's going yeah, on. We but. don't know what to tell you. <laughs> you mentioned how we have a really small sample size this year. To me, that's one of the most, like, that's one of the things I'm most excited for this year is there's no days off. As soon as you start the season, it is balls to the wall. This, in my opinion, college football has the best regular season in all of sports because you can't lose a game. It is balls to the wall. Every week, you cannot lose. This baseball schedule is going to kind of feel like that. Like, you cannot have, like, a little three- or four-game winning streak or a losing streak. You cannot afford to get swept by a division opponent. I mean, you are going to see a level of urgency in baseball that we usually only see from September through the playoffs. So, yeah, I agree with what you said about Kershaw, how it's basically going to be playoff baseball the day we start and that to me is the thing I'm most looking forward to it's a playoff push as soon as the season goes if I'm not mistaken there is I want to say there's 70 days between first day of the season and the uh, last day of the season so I think every team only has like 10 off days which is nuts that's that's absolutely freaking insane like to think about like most players like, to think about how the MLB season normally starts, if there's a three-game set, most teams will play that first game and then immediately get a day off. And then they'll play the next two games just because, like, players aren't fresh yet. You know, I mean, the players aren't playing nine innings in spring training. It just doesn't happen. And yeah. so to try to warm up players, they try to get those off days early. And then as the summer months go on, you get into those every single day. You're almost playing 25 games in a 30-month season – or a 30-day month. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and by the way, quick calculation, uh, 60 is 37% of 162. So, my math was off. It was far off. Um, yeah, I'm, but, I'm definitely going to be interested to see how these managers manage their bullpens. You know, we're talking about how every game is going to be important and how it's going to be like a playoff field. Um, let's be interested to see how, how hard these coaches push their bullpens early on because, you know, you're going to want to beat those big-time teams in your division. You, when you play them, you're going to want to catch them. So, you know, yeah. do you throw your closer out maybe for, like, a four-out save in the beginning of the season? I don't really – I don't I don't think a lot of coaches will probably do that, but it'll be interesting to see, you know, how often guys throw early. But you know who will. You know who will, Jamel, and that'll be Joe Madden on the Angels. You know that guy's always cooking something up. They're going to be doing some stuff. You know Kevin Cash down here in Tampa. <laughs> stuff up we're gonna have teams with more with more aggressive managers Mm -hmm. that they're gonna be making some noise I think this season is great for the Tampa Bay Rays I think they have a lot of young players that should be able to get up and go immediately I think they have a deep pitching rotation they use their bullpen I think this season is honestly it plays right into Tampa Bay's wheel no bias. I, I completely that. agree with you. No, I can I can definitely see that as as not being a Rays fan. I can totally see that. Like I honestly, this seems like a season that would be built for a young team that isn't very injury ridden. 
And that's what scares me about my own team, the St. Louis Cardinals. Our guys drop like flies no matter what. And it, like not like the Yankees. The Yankees drop a little bit quicker than we do, but we definitely have our injury issues as well. And like, <laughs> like I'm, I'm sorry, Matt, but you guys are playing with a completely different starting line. We have more depth than any other team in the league. So. You can oh, here, we go. Here, <laughs> we go. here we go. Here we go. You can pay for it. Who cares? Um, okay. But going to Jamil, Jamil, uh, what, you know, they – Matt said the White Sox, and then uh, RJ said, uh, I don't even know what this point. RJ said the Rockies. Rockies. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, Tampa Bay Rays, who gives a shit? Um, Jamil, what what kind of subpar uh, typically third to fifth place in the division team are you looking at that could surprise some people this season? Uh, if I had to pick a team between third and fifth, I'd go with the with the San Diego Padres. You know, they're a good young team. They have a lot of young players. I think they come out and surprise a lot of people, you know, rally off a couple quick wins early on in the season. But a team I like that it seems like no one in here likes is the Cleveland Indians. Um, this team is just a couple years removed from a World Series appearance. They were an inning away from winning the World Series. They blew two other games to lose it. Um, they still have a lot of key guys from that team. They have a good pitching staff with um, Shane Bieber and Mike Clevenger over there. They have a lot of good hitters in their lineup, a lot of good switch hitters in their lineup, which I feel like will play a part early. You know, guys that can hit from both sides of the plate. You know, pitchers are just coming in, just getting started. Um, I think the Indians are a good team. They're going to be able to feast on the Royals. They're going to be able to feast on um, the Tigers and a couple and the Pirates. So I think they're going to be in a good position to strike early, and I think they'll find their way back into the playoffs. The one that kind of strikes me as interesting is uh, for the people who have seen the first MLB video, uh, this is a very hot take from Matt Perry talking about how they could be the first in the central division if they all combine. But I, th- I really like the Cincinnati Reds. Um, I like with the addition of Nick Castellanos, um, with the addition of Trevor Bauer. I really like that team. Uh, Joey Votto, Eugenio Suarez is already there. Um, pretty consistent hitters. And then to add on, somebody such as Nick Castellanos, uh, somebody as Mike Moustakis, uh, they really built up their team, not only from the hitting side, but also getting Trevor Bauer to add to the pitching along with Luis Castillo and Sonny Gray. I think they have three real young guns who can go out and go get victories early on. I really like their hitting from Nick Castellanos, who I said was going to be the MVP in the last video. Um, Eugenio is always a solid bat in the lineup. And then they have a couple other people who could pop off as well, such as Nick Senzel and some other people throughout the lineup. Joey Votto is always going to find his way on base. So uh, personally, I like the Cincinnati Reds um, just because I could see them getting hot and just screwing over everybody in the National League Central. Um, but that's just me. And uh, that hurts me as a Cardinals fan. But it, it really is. That's the team that immediately stands out to me. That is the, that's the team that just is flashing right in my face. And so it's tough, but it is what it is. Um, so that's the MLB season. We, we, any, any other changes that may actually stand out, any other, uh, teams, players, anything such as that, um, right off the floor before we go anywhere, um, that really stand out any player that you really want to watch any team that you really want to watch anything such as that. Well, I, well, go ahead. Okay. Um, uh, well, with the 60 player pool, um, a lot of them are pitcher heavy, of course, which makes sense. So it'll be interesting to see at the end of the season who leads the league and what, because playing time is going to be very different. 
And if you have a star caliber player, such as you could say Nolan Arenado, like RJ mentioned earlier, if he gets put on the, put on the shelf because of COVID, um, and they did say that you don't have to have COVID to be put on the list for it. You, if, if it's just symptoms, whether it's a fever or whatever the case is, you don't have to test positive for them to put you on there. All right. Uh, sorry, everybody. Uh, we're back. It's actually just three of us right now. We lost Matt. Um, don't know exactly what happened. Uh, he said something about his Wi-Fi cutting out, so we lost Matt. Um, so now we can talk shit about the Yankees. So here we are. We're going <laughs> to – but uh, – we're going to wrap this up here. We're just going to kind of get a couple more points in and we're going to close it out. But uh, while we were off, we thought we were being recorded. We just had like a 20 minute conversation about absolutely nothing and it doesn't matter anymore. So we're going to do our best to try to reinvent that. And we had talked earlier about a potential team going on a 20 plus game winning streak and winning a ton of games and ending with a single digit loss number. And then RJ mentioned, what if a team ends with a single digit win total? And uh, Jamel, you didn't seem too uh, too likely that that would happen. I just don't see how another major league baseball team cannot manage to win ten games out of the sixty. I, I'd be really shocked if they if if every if a team ends up in the single digits. But that's what hot and bold takes are for, and it certainly is possible. But I just don't see how a team. I think a team would just be too prideful to only to win less than ten games. Think about I, it, though. About it. Think about it. You have you have Baltimore and you have Miami. The teams they're going to have to play. They're going to have to play Tampa, Toronto, Boston, the Yankees, the Mets, the Braves, the Nationals, and the Phillies. We just talked about a shortened season, and every game is now balls to the wall. You got to go. You got to win. You cannot afford to lose a game to Baltimore. So now. When, you know, when Baltimore comes out and scores three runs in the first inning, you're like, okay, all right, whatever. You know, with a, with a 162-game schedule, it's like, all right, you know, we play them again tomorrow night, no big deal. Now it's like, well, wait a minute. The Yankees won today. Well, we have to win today. We can't lose to Baltimore. This is the game we're supposed to win. I, 100, I will bet anybody we will have a single-digit win team this year because with the heightened – you know, with the with the urgency, you can't afford to lose to bad teams. You can't give up a game. Like if you know you've got four with the Orioles, you can't say, "Well, as long as we take three. No, you got to take all four now. You have to. And so, I definitely think a team like the Orioles and the Marlins, who already play a murderer's row schedule, now with the shortened season and you know the intensity, one of those two teams are going to have single digit wins this year. Can I put your name uh, out there and say for every person who comments on this video, we'll get uh, Venmo a dollar if there's not a single-digit team? Oh, boy. <laughs> every – come on. I mean, we only have 60-some subscribers. The most you're dishing out is like – and we get like 30 views a video. Like the most you're dishing out is 30 bucks. Yeah, so they start 30 them. bucks he doesn't want to dish out, though. This is going to go yeah. viral, too. This is going to be the one that's going to oh, set that'd be great. <laughs> That it's going to be like $1.4 million. <laughs> and there's going to be the, – the worst team's going to have 11 wins. It's going yeah. like to be like the most slap in the face of all time. But, hey, at least at least make a little $5 bet right here between you and Jamil. 5 10 20 Put some money on that. The Baltimore Orioles will have single-digit wins. 
All right. Dollar well, amount. Whatever. How much? Five bucks. I'll put five, five dollar bet. Jamil and RJ right here. Five friendly. Five dollar bet on a single digit Baltimore Orioles. Yeah, those boys got to get me ten. Yeah. I'm gonna be <laughs> the Orioles games. I'm gonna be dumb hype watching Orioles Yankees. I'm gonna be dumb hype watching Orioles Marlins because we need. I just need those three. Watch it. Watch them not even like. Watch them be at like eight wins, and then they sweep out the Braves to end the season. And it's just like, <laughs> 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 right, so sick. Not only did you get swept, watch you watch you get like swept by the Orioles, miss the playoffs because of it, and then oh, Jamil five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> That would be the that would be the second wave of COVID. That you just might as well just stop yeah. it right there. <laughs> oh boy. Well, now that Jim, uh, now or now that I should say, now that RJ has bad thoughts in his head and he's probably going to go cry himself to sleep. I think we could wrap it up. I think we've done our good deed of the day. We've ruined somebody's day yet again. And so, um, you know, we we talked a lot of shit about the Yankees off camera. So. Uh, to give you a quick update, at least 12 of them are going to get hurt and they're not going to make the playoffs. So there you go. Suck that, Matt Perry. Ho- hopefully you watch this at the end. Um, but until next time, any parting words, Jamil, RJ, anything? I'm good. I'm great. Chris Davis, black. stay cold. I'm stay afraid cold. to get this five piece. Do not get hot. <laughs> Chris Davis. Chris Davis is going to end the season. Like hey, don't five. let Chris Davis get hot now. He's getting about 20 homers. <laughs> Dude, um, the no. fact that somebody's probably going to lead the lead, like league, lead the league. Those are two confusing words. Uh, in in a home run category with like twenty is going to be so lame. But like the fact that we could end a season with like somebody batting like four fifty, that'd be kind of cool. But yeah. uh, that, that's that's going to be Whit Merrifield. Merrifield's going to end the season like a four seventy five. <laughs> but <laughs> until then, someone random is going to be in the MVP candidate too. Oh, yeah, that's going to. Like Renato Nunez, whenever the Orioles win, yeah, the when, the, when the Orioles win, the, when the Orioles go to the playoffs, <laughs> when, the, when the Orioles sweep out yeah. the Braves for that, they're gonna be in three seventy two with twenty <laughs> bombs, fifty no. ribs, one no. steal. No. <laughs> not only to be fair, he picked a good pick with the Orioles because not only is the or the Orioles a shitty team, but they're missing Trey Mancini this year too. Look, here's the thing with the Orioles: they just gotta take two from every team they play. Here's the thing about the Orioles: the fact that the people they just drafted this season are probably going to be on their starting lineup. <laughs> Not, listen, <as laughs> they got kids out of high school like who can't even drive yet who are going to be like. They take, I hope they take three from the Yankees because you know just because the Yankees. Right. We'll take three from Boston. You know it's Boston. We'll take one from the Rays. You know it's Rays. You're taking at least three from Miami. Come on. We got to sweep Miami. We got to get those right there. <laughs> hold on, hold on. We need the sweep Miami. Yes, I said we because I got this money on the line. We got this like Miami. Baltimore Orioles strong. I'm going to get me an Orioles shirt, too, just because I'm a rock with them. You, who doesn't love a smiling bird as a logo? I mean, <laughs> a smiling bird holding a bat swinging. Like, bro, I know can, he's ready. Can you it. name right now one relief pitcher for the Baltimore Orioles? I have Michael a Givens. Come on now. Nice. Look at the little bat. <laughs> yeah, he's right. Hey, that's bad luck for you. It's big Orioles oh, around here. Big O's. <laughs> It's big oh, Little so do y'all disgusting. know, Lamar Jackson's going to pinch run for the Orioles in the in their last game of the <laughs> season to get a steal and win me the money. So many people are going to get hurt. Russell Wilson, Tim Tebow are going to be on some MLB <laughs> rosters. This is y'all, Tim Tebow plays this year. I'd even think of him. Is he I on the sixty roster? Hold up! Before we go anywhere, we got to look that up. We got to look up Met sixty man right now, is and I'm willing. The roster. I got to so, see. 
Mets sixty man roster. Huh? I didn't even think of Tim Tebow being like on the Mets. Could you imagine? Oh my God, that's crazy. I would poop. I would literally poop. Uh, Mets leave room in their sixty man player pool. Yeah, I've got Conforto, Nemo, Cespedes, uh, Marisnik, Parker, and Fargus as their outfielders, and then yeah, McNeil, Davis, Tebow, and Smith. But my man can be a late add. There. <laughs> You know, they're only leaving space just to add Tebow later. That's all it is. Yeah, they didn't want to put him on the team yet because he's off on his honeymoon. Once Tebow's, that's a- T- Tebow's that COVID-19 taxi player just to right. pop out one of those just one of those left-handed home run opposite field just off of some Max Serger BS just to keep the Nationals out of the playoffs. Hits a bomb, wow. off, hits a bomb off of the warehouse in right field in Baltimore. <laughs> I just want to see somebody hit a bomb off of Matt, Madison Bumgarner just so he can be pissed off again. <laughs> oh, I want to see Max Muncy do it again. Just to, I want to see one. Oh, did you see that there? Oh, that's another thing. You can't fight for some reason. You can't fight. It's not social distancing. It's like an immediate it's not, yeah, it's not social. You can't even spit. No. Yeah. Why would you? I, I don't mean, know. So can you eat no, seeds? No. Unless you swallow them. No, nah, like, you know, there's some players that have, like, rituals. Like, their season's going to be tanked. I'm not picking them in fantasy. Like, I got to find out who eats seeds like like a madman. Like, like I got to have a seed in my mouth every two seconds. Kind of How do you I mean, think Dan Ugla feels? You can't have that big old lower lip. Oh, uh, uh, imagine somebody that can't play with dip. They might not yeah. play good because they're used to playing exactly. with a little buzz. That's what I was going to say about Madison Bumgarner. That dude started dipping when he was, like, eight. Now right. you're taking it away from him. Like, come on. <laughs> I haven't seen as much dip in, in the modern day game, but somebody like Juan Uribe or Dan Ugla, man. <laughs> this might be <laughs> some imperial bro. research. Bro, Juan Uribe, Juan Uribe used to pack the fattest bombs in the league. Juan Uribe <laughs> looked Juan, like he was I think he put the whole a in his mouth. He did. He bro. looked like he had a baseball packed into his mouth. <laughs> it, it was, was Juan Uribe. Oh, oh, oh. It's absolutely gross, but hopefully, (laughs) luckily, we won't see any of that. Uh, But until then, uh, hell, if you're watching this and you know somebody who chews seeds or uh, takes big dips, uh, leave them in the comment section so we know not to draft them in fantasy baseball this season because that's going to be fun. The GMs for hire are in a league together, or at least us three are. But until then, uh, I'm Will, Jamil, RJ, and Matt Perry is not with us because he records on a potato tonight. So uh, thank you all for watching. Peace. Peace.